This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Our buddy Kyle Brandt was at it again with his quarterback tears. He did the AFC, which brought us to tears because oh, it was so bad. So bad. And I'm talking about Kyle Brandt's order. And you can go back and listen to that episode. That's what was bad about it. I, we were very critical we, of where had, he put people. We had trouble with the order, the tiers, everything, the alignments, all of it. I don't know if we can even criticize where he puts people in the NFC. They may all just belong in tier seven. It's just like, such it a cluster bleep. Well, there's Jalen Hurts at number one, and then, and then everybody else. else is in tier seven. Yeah. Uh, just like he did with the rookies in the AFC, Bryce Young is in tier seven in the NFC. Don't know what he's going to be like. Only one rookie in the NFC st- right now. Right now. So Bryce Young finds himself at number seven. I think that's fair. Before we get to the rest of the list, though, did you see those videos of Bryce Young at rookie minicamp in Carolina behind that offensive line? Uh oh, he looks like you, dude. And I'm so, like, I don't mean to be mean. <laughs> no, but that's you know a, what that's, I'm a, that's like, a slight to him, not to me. Right, like I'm just an average guy. A lot of people were saying, like, did they let a fan win a contest to like play quarterback for a day at OTAs? Like, it was startling to see how small he is. Mm-hmm. And again. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, you know, people have gone up on their tippy toes to see over the line in the past and been great Hall of Fame worthy quarterbacks in this league. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't bet on that quarterback a lot. I would bet on the Burroughs more often than not. And he just doesn't look like that typical number one overall slam dunk Mm -hmm. pick. And remember, like Brees and Wilson were not number one overall picks. Right, 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 right. They overcame their size at the NFL and really, you know, proved a lot of people wrong. There's no one really being proved wrong. People picked him number one overall. So, like, if he becomes a all-pro caliber quarterback, like, did you prove haters wrong? No. Like, they picked you at number one overall. Mm-hmm. You'll manufacture it, and you'll be like, well, you said I was too small. You were the first pick in the draft, my man. Right. Like, you got you to gotta be. The last time I saw a quarterback of this size get taken number one overall was Baker. And Didn't last very long out. for him in Cleveland. His athleticism, I think, carried him to a really good rookie season. And then the league adjusts, my man. Mm-hmm. And you saw what happened quickly, ever since then. Quickly. Yeah, exactly. So we saw um Yeah, exactly. So I lost my train of thought there. It's just not like that footage that you saw out of Carolina. Bryce Young, that's right. Yeah. Bryce Young. Sorry, not looking yeah. like a shrimp back there. Yeah. Tier one for Kyle Brown right. is a solo tier. Which is fair. Just Jalen Hurts sitting in there. He is the only person at the top of that list, and I think it's the only person that deserves to be in a number one tier spot because I just can't even think of a contender right now no, to be the runner-up with Rodgers now gone. Maybe you throw Rodgers in the number two tier and think that he's right there with number one if he has another good year or a bounce-back year, but I just don't see anybody as that contender and maybe you know one of could have been a contender maybe young rises up maybe field right fields know, rises up but it's 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 hurts conference and it looks like right. that for a good bit now because there doesn't seem to be anybody willing to step up and challenge no there's the more interesting question to me tom is where does hurts fit in if he were playing in the afc i'd probably put him i you have to put him in tier two and with with Burrow and Allen. Allen, but maybe even knock Allen out and make it just I'd Burrow put and Hurts in front of Allen right now. Yeah, that's what I said. Knock Allen out of there. Hurts is make probably the third best quarterback in the NFL. In my if opinion. not number two, no, Burrow's better than him. 
He got to the Super Bowl this year, but this year, yeah, but they both like lost. right now. Okay, but they both lost Super Bowls. It's true to the same guy. Burroughs had more success in the like. There's no Super doubt. Bowl. Number one overall is, is Patty Mahomes, who's beaten yeah. two and three. both of them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. And beat number four multiple times in the playoffs. I have no res- reservations for putting Hurts at number three overall in the NFL. Yeah. He's number one in the NFC without question. Without question. I mean, and solo, right? Solo in his own I tier. I think he should have actually skipped tier two and just left that blank. Left tier because two Because that blank. would illustrate yeah. how big of a gap there the is. The disparity is between and him and whoever else. the next guy is. In t- you're going to laugh when you hear who's in tier two because you're going to say you can't. You're telling me that these guys are just one tier below Jalen Hurts? No. But I also think that they are tier two quarterbacks when it comes to the NFC. But they're not, uh, sure, but they're not that close. They're not one tier away from Jalen Hurts. From Jalen Hurts. Yeah, They've right. got a couple of tiers to catch up to that. Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, and Matthew Stafford. Those are the three quarterbacks that he has I mean, the fact two. that we're talking about Kirk Cousins being one tier below Jalen Hurts? It's indicative on how bad the conference yeah. is. Yeah. But again, I'm not and criticizing injured, if you're gonna if you if no, the rules right. of the game are you need to have one through seven right. each tier needs. Those are the next guys. It. Yeah. Those are the next guys. Dak, if Dak could just cut down on the interceptions, he's probably the guy that's closest to making that jump up. Well what's weird to one. me is like that offense in Dallas. He everyone, leads the everyone, leading offense the past two years. Right. Everyone touts that offense or that draft class from what, twenty sixteen. Zeke in the first round, Dak in what, like the fourth round? Fourth or something like that. Out of Mississippi State. Tony Romo breaks his back, he comes right. in. And just takes the reins the rest of the way. Uh, now Zeke's already gone. Tom, this is Dallas we're talking about. If Dak has another bad season, it is not out of the question that in their first round draft pick, Dallas will take a quarterback. Because that is Dallas. Dallas. No, I think that they could move <laughs> on from Dak. They did sign him to that extension, but look, but it you, is Jerry Jones. You have we're the, talking. You've about. had the number one scoring offense in the NFL for the past two seasons now, but you just throw way too many interceptions. Mm-hmm. And to be quite honest with you, your processing of the game in big moments in big games has been abysmal lately. Right, and you talk about value, right? What a guy brings to a team. There's an argument to be made that Dak doesn't bring a lot of value to that team. Because of what Cooper Rush did in his replacement while Dak was injured, right? He stayed the course. He he started off what four and zero, finished like four and one. Only loss was to the Eagles. To the Eagles. So so what value? I'm using air quotes here. Value does Dak bring if his second stringer goes four and one in that stretch? A lot of interceptions. Right. That's really the thing that I keep coming back to for him is. Too many interceptions. He led the many, league. Not only, only interceptions, it's like a weird thing. He has the most pick sixes also. Ugh. So he's not only throwing bad. Which isn't his fault he's necessarily. Bad but in very risky situations. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Kirk Cousins is just Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's yeah. just, a lot of people he's, think Kenny will become Kirk Cousins. I'd take that. I mean, that dude puts up a lot of numbers. Wasn't that he, Madden's dark horse pick to for, be a MVP last yeah, year? Yeah, was his dark horse pick. Really dark MVP. horse because it never came close. But but he had a good year again. Like, yeah. It's not like he was an awful quarterback. Kirk Cousins year. is a guy who's going to do well when you put offensive weapons around him. Yes, you need to create a habitat for him to thrive. He's he not going make the habitat He's himself. not going to be like when he brought, was brought over from Washington to, to Minnesota and Stephon Diggs and uh, Adam Thielen were there. It wasn't like he was going from Minnesota to Washington with no weapons around him in Washington and elevating that Washington offense around him. No, there was a solid, with Dalvin Cook and running back too, there was a solid offense already there in Minnesota. 
And all he had to do was come in and throw the ball to those guys and hand it off to Dalvin Cook. I always marvel at the bizarre nature of the Kirk Cousins draft class, though, because RG3 was the was the number the two overall pick. Washington football team took that mm-hmm. year, and then they took Kirk they Cousins drafted, in a later yeah, round. Yeah, right, and it was like, why would you waste a pick and on that guy? And then with RG3 getting hurt, Kirk came in, and Kirk it was good. Out. He led him to the playoffs as a wild card one year. And then in typical Dan Snyder, Washington franchise fashion, they had him what, not to two pay years him. or yeah, three years in a row. I think it was I, the Vikings caught him on a franchise tag. I okay. think once too, but yeah, they kept franchising him. Didn't want to pay the guy. Well, Dan Snyder officially out of Washington. Always now. thought the grass was greener. I really do wonder what the Washington Commanders would look like right now if Kirk had just been a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. for if Dan Snyder paid him. Yeah, exactly, and just kept him around to the point where he's still there today. They. They're not winning Super Bowls. Think about it. I mean, like, yeah. No, they're not winning Super Bowls. But they probably win the NFC East. But, like, look at Terry McLaurin, who we think is an arguably top 10 receiver. And that's playing with guys like Tyler Henneke and Carson Wentz and Ryan Fitzpatrick for a stretch. Put him with Kirk Cousins. That's not, I'm not going to say is as deadly as Kirk and Justin Jefferson. But it's good. But it's good. It's good. 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 It's good. And then Stafford rounding out tier two. I, it's weird. To, it's it's hard for him to put Stafford there. He just missed all of last year. Uh, not the beginning, obviously. He tried to give it a go. But remember, like he said that he was having arm pain in training camp. And then he tried to give it a go. Played the Bills in that first game. Played, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit in the week two. Didn't look good against the Rams. Or and didn't look good against the Bills. No, and then it was just shot. And then his arm was gone. And uh, the Rams season was flushed down the drain with him. And I, I don't hate him at number two because... I said, you know, if Dak cuts back on the interceptions, he's probably the closest to Hurts. Like, Stafford has the track record. Right. That could put him up there. And the, the bling. 100%. And, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy, this is the only guy right now, I think, in the crop of NFC quarterbacks that you can have the, is he a Hall of Famer debate with? Right? Yeah. Because oh, everybody else is just too young. And I think young. he has a case. I think he does, too, with the Super well, Bowl. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, a lot of these guys are young. I mean, by the end of Jalen Hurts' career, if I mean, he's he on the track for it. Right. But... He was, the, was Stafford getting that ring, you know, and I think there is a lot to being a number one overall pick at a quarterback position that that pans out works like it didn't work out for the team that drafted him, but worked well, out. Eventually. Actually, they had their most success right. really in a long time when they right. had him. They I mean, arguably number two player in franchise history behind Barry Sanders, probably third Calvin Johnson. Oh, okay. The guy he was throwing to. Yeah. But that was a very symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the two of them basically played at the peak of their careers together. But when Stafford was healthy, like, and he had a good coach, Jim Caldwell, they won 11 games. Like, they were a good team. He had a couple of good coaches, too. Yes. He, he, like I said, like, success is all relative towards franchises. That is an absolute success number one overall pick for the Lions because he was there forever, and he got him to a playoff game every once in a while. Never won him a playoff game, but... Uh, and now he goes to the Rams and he wins that Super Bowl. Jim Schwartz was the guy who was there when Stafford had his first couple of good seasons. It, it, Led them to their first winning season in I don't even know how long. It was kind of always clear that when the pieces were there, Stafford was good enough to get you to the playoffs. Detroit just really never gave him the pieces consistently right. enough. Tier three, this is where you have Derek Carr, Jared Goff, and Geno Smith. Now, these guys really intrigue me because I yeah, think these guys the can have weird good mix. years. Like, well, Gino had a great year last year. And when healthy, Justin Fields had a great Fields isn't in there individual Pump game. Pump the brakes. Fields is in Tier 4. Oh, sorry. We're sorry, talking sorry. Carr, Goff, and Gino. I was looking Gino ahead. had his career year. Goff had pretty much a career a year A really good year. year. 
And Carr had probably not a career year. I was going to say probably not a career worst year is what I meant, but it wasn't exactly. It was fine. I mean, he had his best player ever, his best pass catcher ever. Right. Because up until last year, he was, was the first Amari Cooper. Pro, so but up until last year, other than Devontae Adams, it was Amari Cooper. But Carr, I think, can do a lot of damage in New Orleans. And How much does this list go by, do you think, last year and what they could do this year? Because I don't know how well Carr is going to do in New Orleans. I think it's a good team, but the offense really— It has to do with a lot of what's going to happen, what's to come. Because why would Stafford be number two if— That's a great point. There was yeah. a lot of pulling great point. from last year. But I think Carr is going to be pretty good in New Orleans. Let me put it this way. He's going to be good enough to get a six or a seven seed. Hell, that well, division yeah, I mean, stinks. That, that he might be good enough to he, win the division. He could win the division. Yeah. I, I, I think New Orleans should be the pick to win that division. Me too. Based on just the quarterbacks alone. Right. Young, Baker, and, and Ritter. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's weird, to think, it's weird to think, given his, we don't know what young is. his fallout with the Browns. But Baker's going to be on this list because he is a starting quarterback in the league. Well, right we'll now. get into Baker. Yeah. That's for sure. It's just weird. And then Jared Goff. Now, Who probably they, had his best season since Super Bowl 50. I believe so, and honestly... Or was it 53? You know, he was always kind of a bit of a a game manager when it came to um, his time in L.A. Yeah. Like, they never really... They tried to hide him a lot. Right. He's been more of a quarterback in Detroit, and especially this past year. He's a guy like, you pick him in fantasy now, and he's going to throw up like 300 Especially now with Jameson Williams being there, you you have who... At least Detroit thinks uh, Jameer Gibbs a solid running back now. They clearly didn't have faith in DeAndre Swift. They went out and they got their guy. But the thing is, he does have somebody lurking over his shoulder now. They did draft Hendon Hooker this year. Yeah, they he did. He won't be ready to play this year. So Goff can, you know, worry-free go through 2023, but it's still not. they mm-hmm. As well as he has played since becoming a Lion, and I know that the Rams got a Super Bowl out of the Stafford trade, so they didn't lose it. I don't think the Lions lost the trade either. I think they're doing just fine without him. As much as he has proven to be a, a decent quarterback for them, they're still not 100% ready to be like, you're our franchise guy for the next six uh-huh. years. So what does that tell you? You know, like, he has pretty much shown that he could do it. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's putting up numbers right. now. Well, in his first year, his first year was pretty much average, below average in Detroit, right? Not the year that the Lions, or I'm sorry, the Rams went out and won the Super Bowl without him. The first year without him, he was pretty much as vanilla as you can get. Last year is really where he took his stride, but it clearly wasn't enough of a stride for the Lions to say, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say we don't need to take a quarterback." Right. That that they feel, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl like the Rams did, that they're gonna say to themselves, "We feel good about this trade, as good about this trade as the Lions or as the Rams do." Tier four has somebody that, outside of Geno Smith, I think made the biggest leap this year, and yeah. that's Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Then Justin Fields, who I think is poised to make a big leap this year. If he's healthy. And then Kyler Murray. And if you're Kyler Murray, and you're, what, five, six years in the league now, this is not the and tier you want And you're the number one overall pick, and you're yep. at number four? You don't want to be tier in this four? tier right now. No. You want to be up towards tier two at the very least. And if you're looking up at Goff and Carr and Geno Smith, and you're peers are Daniel Jones and Justin Fields like that means that Kyle Brandt has you in a category of guys that have talent haven't put it together yet but there's still potential there there's still a ceiling but you're way older than Daniel Jones and 
Well, not Daniel Jones. I shouldn't say that. Daniel Jones took a while to get there, too. But Justin Fields is just entering his third year now. And last year was really the first time he showed any signs mm-hmm. of life in the NFL. Like, I look at that tier, and if I were to rank those three as far as who I would rather have moving forward, I'd probably put Fields at number one. I think he's got the most potential. I'd probably put Daniel Jones at two and then Kyler Murray at three. I, Kyler Murray just doesn't do it for me. Especially when you consider the guys in that tier, too. Because like you mentioned, Daniel Jones had his breakout year. It wasn't like a, I'm going to be an all-pro now, but it's the best year of his career. He's and gone, you love the upside of Justin Fields. Of course, he's got the biggest upside of any of these guys. Yeah. He, Daniel I mean, Jones, you, has gotten Tom, his team further, though, than Kyler Murray. Tom, Murray got one and done in the playoffs when he went. Daniel Jones won a playoff game. I, I go as far to say I think Justin Fields has the most upside between any quarterback in tiers three and four. Between Daniel Jones, Justin Field, Kyler Murray in four, and then Carr, Goff, and Geno in three. I'll go one step further. Okay. If he reaches his potential, he can be better than Dak, Cousins, and Stafford as well. I see Fields as a Hurts kind of play. Yeah. Like a, he's just got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy, and he's got to really put it together passing-wise, I think. That's sure. what people really don't get with Hurts. Hurts is such a gifted passer. Right. That's what elevates I mean, him. I mean, ask Akella Witherspoon. <laughs> R.I.P. As far as the Steelers roster spot is concerned, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown essentially cost Akella Witherspoon his but job. But that's here why he's better than guys like Daniel Jones and better than Justin Fields, like the mobile quarterbacks that don't really have the arm to go along with it. Hurts has that arm. That's what separates him from mm-hmm. the, the rest of that pack. Number five, tier five. This is where it really starts to get poop. Oh yeah, poop. Baker Mayfield. He said it by the way. Did you watch Ted Lasso this week? I know he said he it. Said it he did. said it in this week's episode. And Brock Purdy, number the number two player in the fifth tier for Kyle Brandt. Baker and Purdy. I'm kind of surprised Purdy was this low. I love it. This is Kyle coming back to the dark or to the light side with me and, and being my person that I get down on my knees and worship when it comes to football talk. People are overrating Purdy way too much. Do you remember CBS Sports had him at the number 12 spot for quarterbacks? I'm in the, not in saying the put him in tier two because he won all those games, but I think he. You can make the argument he can be in tier four. I just don't like Baker Mayfield, who is bounced around now. He's I like his... Purdy more than Baker. Let's make that yeah. clear. But I, I kind of feel like it's a slight against Purdy, who's won 11 games or 10 games or nine games. All right, let's do this exercise. I know what you're going to say. Your life's on the line right now. Carr or Purdy? I'm going Carr, for sure. Stafford or Purdy? I'm going Stafford, for sure. Goff or Purdy? I'd Come probably on, I go, would go golf. golf. Gino or Purdy? Gino, yeah. No, Danny I know what Dimes you're saying. Or Purdy? That's also a toss-up, but I'd lead, I'd lead Danny Dimes. I'd yeah. go Fields over Purdy. Yeah. And I'd probably so, go Murray over Purdy, depending if Call of Duty just came out or not. So here's my question. Here's what I thought you were going to go with, because Matt Williamson brought this up all the time last year. If Kenny Pickett was on San Francisco, people would saying people would be saying, the runaway offensive rookie of the year, the year. Yep. is Kenny Pickett. It's him. I thought you were, you were going to say if Baker was playing on San Francisco. Nah, Baker's done with me. Like, I don't yeah. see him okay, ever okay, catching okay. on anywhere else. He had that one. His last big triumph was that, was that one Rams win. win yeah, that was it. Year. Was it Thursday Night Football? <laughs> he still only that threw, was like, it. one touchdown pass right. or something. Like, So that was, I think, Baker's last swan song of a, do you remember me in the NFL? Now he can go do commercials uh-huh. for Nissan or something like that. He'll be great. Post football, by the way, get that get Baker on a desk too, right? Like, let's see what this yeah. guy can do as an analyst. Maybe college football at first. I think he'd be a lot of fun in college football, don't you? 
Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. I think, like, look at Tebow. Tebow tried to make it in the NFL, didn't work out, but worked with College Game Day. And you know what's great on the desk for ESPN there? Lee Corso mascot head. Uh huh. Unfortunately, you know, Lee is getting up there. I'm sure that's going to end sooner rather than later. Wow, that was really dark of me to say, but it's just fact. What if they replaced that with the Baker Mayfield flag wave? Oh, remember man. how he did that? Yeah, of like, course. Like, what if he picks he the winning team? He did that at Ohio State. And remember he runs that? out of the tunnel at the middle of the field with the flag and, like, waves it. Like, so if, mm-hmm. if the game day's at Michigan, he runs out with an Ohio State flag and he's, like, waving it in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be pretty cool. Be he's got fun. charisma. Get For Baker sure. Get out he's of got, football and give, him, got character. give me some yeah. entertainment value yeah. from Baker. Um, and then Tier 6. This is where we've got Jordan Love. This is where we've got Desmond Ritter. And this is where we got Sam Howell. So these are just guys who I wouldn't even put Sam Howell in the young Bryce Young's tier. I seven might category. even put Baker in that tier because just because these are guys that have a starting job by default, kind of like Baker in Tampa Bay. That's what I'm saying. I'd put Baker in this tier. It'd be weird to put Purdy in his own tier. Game on game with our life on the line though. With this crop, I'd probably take Baker. Baker, over all three of these. Well, guys. just because between Howell, Ritter, and who's the third guy? Forget Jordan Howell and Ritter. Those guys aren't starters. No. Jordan Love might be, though. I think yeah, we'll see. But again, he fits in with this group because, and same with Baker, they have a starting job by default. Right. Like, Raiders started, like, five games last year. Hal didn't start it. Maybe started one at the end of the yeah. year. And then Love started, like, three games when Rodgers was in Green Bay. Like, there's just still a lot of unknown with these guys. Ritter and Hal just never struck me as NFL quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Love has pedigree. He was a first-round pick, though. So right. there's potential there. For to him. Aaron Rodgers' major chagrin, he was. Yes, but, yeah, none of these guys really rev my engine down there. And then Bryce Young is just, like we said, Tier 7. Such an unknown. Mm-hmm. You could have no idea. Maybe he's as good as, as Jalen Hurts. Maybe he's in a category of Baker Mayfield. But I will say this. Sure. I'm not optimistic when it comes to him. We, we talked about no. it at the beginning of the episode. And if I was Carolina... I'd be sweating headed into this season. He is tiny. He is tiny. Did you miss any of our show today? You can download full episodes of all of our lovely SNR podcasts like The Drive, Steelers Bliss with Wes and Motes, our show, The Steelers Standard, and many more. All of them are available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. We are marching closer towards OTAs. They're right around the Season's corner, right? going to be here before you yeah. know it, folks, and we can't wait to continue to ride along with you through the offseason in anticipation of the 2023 kickoff. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opferman. This has been the Steelers Standard.